Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for this Tuesday evening. I um, hope you're all keeping well. Tonight I'm delighted to be joined by another guest, Keith McLaughlin, who's got a really good radio show. Um, so you're very welcome along tonight, Keith. Yeah, thanks Mark, thanks for having us. Yeah, cheers, cheers. So we'll probably start off with about your radio show. It's really, really good. I've been tuning in on Facebook over the last while. Yeah, so um, I'm on uh, Dublin Set FM on Sunday nights. And yeah. I do a two-hour show between 8 and 10 o'clock. Yeah. And it's a kind of a mix of, I, of new music that I might play from kind of established artists. I normally start the first couple of minutes of the show with that. Yeah. And then I do an interview with a singer-songwriter over the last couple of months. I've only been doing like Facebook phone calls because I wasn't able to have people in the studio over the last year, but over yeah. the last month or so, I've been able to have people back in the studio. So we've been getting uh, people to do um, three live songs and then chat to them afterwards and stuff. So it's about a half an hour with them. And then the second hour of the show, I play mostly um, mostly original, new original music from, from Irish artists. And there's also some English artists and one or two people from other countries might send in stuff as well so we get a real mix on the show which is fantastic yeah that's brilliant though it's really really good and how long have you been doing that key how long has doing radio show been going on um i've actually been with dublin set of m since 2010 actually but um i think i've kind of over only over the last couple of years i've kind of um changed the show a little bit um i would have just start i would have just started um, back then, I would have just played um, a lot of kind of music I would like or, or more um, classicals, uh, yeah. classic hits type of music. So I've kind of veered away from that. But like um, I had other radio shows and things that I was doing in the past that kind of covered the Irish music. So I decided to bring it onto, onto Dublin Set FM. I thought it would be um, over the last couple of years and I thought it would be really good. And it's been really great because I noticed there's, there's, there seems to be other people and other shows have seemed to have taken on the whole local music thing. I think the fact that uh, in community radio, you're you're able to do that, whereas yeah. the so-called commercial stations or national stations are not always able to um, to support the, the local music scene. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. It's great what thing you're doing. And then the, the interviews you have on a Friday as well, um, is, that, is that based around like the songwriters group you set up, Keith, is it? Yeah, so I was doing that over the last couple of months. Um, I'm just taking a break from that at the moment um, just because things have opened up a little bit, but I still want to do the odd um, live stream and stuff as well. So over the last kind of five months I've been doing, um, I had a Monday night session. I'd have people on to perform a couple of songs in a chat. And then the Friday night I was doing the Songwriter Club, which was something um, I actually set up with Sinead McNally back in 2011, but we actually used to meet in person. Mm. Um, and then over the last couple of years I was kind of doing it by myself in Dublin and then I had been getting it around the country a couple of years ago to different uh, counties in Ireland and uh, a couple of singer-songwriters and stuff did a couple of meetings and then they kind of didn't they didn't stay with it but thankfully um, you were speaking to Eva Corbett there yeah, a yeah. while back and she's um, been doing the Songwriter Club in Cork over the last um mm two or three years or so and has really built something down there which has been really fantastic yeah she's some and voice hasn't she Keith? she's she's really really yeah, good she does and um it was really great because like i met her um i think i met her back in 2010 or 2011 and we were um she was promoting an album that she released at the time and stuff yeah. as well so 
um, she was up in Dublin and I had her on um, on a radio station and stuff as well. And mm. we, kind of, we kind of just connected after that. I, I find as well when you're interviewing artists that sometimes you you get to stay friends with them after you've yeah. done the interview. There's some people you you may not um, get back in touch with again. And then there's other people that you stay constantly in touch with. Um, yeah. You collaborate with them or work with them in music in some way then as well. Mm. And how did you find the radio show over the last year and a half with the COVID? Have you, did you find it um, more difficult or how, did, did you find it any way of a barrier really, Keith? Or? I suppose um, the, first, like the first three or four months I had to record at home mm. and that was more challenging. That was like March 2020. Yeah. And then I got back into the studio then in the summer, then in June. I, I've been allowed in since, but I had to be on my own. So yeah. I had to... Um, come up with phone calls, Facebook phone calls and, and do interviews with people that way. Cause when I was at home, I wasn't really, I wasn't doing really doing the interviews and stuff with people. And then I hadn't, um, I hadn't really got the setup at the time at home and stuff as well. Like even over the last couple of months, I, I upgraded a computer and, and a home and got a, got a camera and stuff set up. So um, I got kind of, kind of got things set up there towards the end of last year. So that, when the lockdown came in this time, um, over the last couple of months, I was kind of ready to, to launch the, the live stream gig and, and actually launch the, the songwriter club that because we couldn't meet in person last year, I was able to actually just try and do them every week while I had the free time and just get as many guests on as possible as well. So that was really, that was really good. But yeah, I mean, in terms of getting, once you get into the studio and do your show, it's fine. It's been really great because in one way because people have released a, a lot a lot more music yeah. and people have been people have been sending me music so a couple of artists um that would have been in on the show before or people that i know or friends with and then a few people that work in pr would send me music every week and stuff so there was stuff to play mm. on the show whereas before covid i wasn't getting a lot of submissions and i yeah. found that from talking to a lot of the radio presenters that i did interview um, on the songwriter club live stream, um, even some presenters were kind of new to the, new to presenting. Even like started presenting a couple of months before COVID, and then they started finding that they were getting a lot of submissions and stuff as well for their show. So people were filling their their shows really easy. Whereas sometimes you might have to go and ask artists, "Oh, I see you have a new single or a new EP coming in. Can you send us some music?" Now you kind of don't have to ask artists anymore. They're just they'll just send it to you now if they know you have um, a show and stuff. Yeah. So do you think, um, in your opinion, Keith, that it's kind of motivated people to do more um, on the music scene, do you reckon? Because I know it has on the personal level, like it's kind of made me um, write more songs during the lockdown. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well that people were really busy with their lives in terms of they may work in other jobs and stuff as well. Yeah. And then they're they're running to a singer-songwriter night or a cover gig or whatever they happen to do then as well. So the fact that all of that was taken away and people were at home most yeah. of the time, yeah. it gave everyone the kind of the free time. And I suppose recording music was probably one of the only things that you weren't restricted to do yeah. because a lot of people have equipment at home and could record at home. Mm. And then I know a couple of producers that were still um, letting people into the studio um, socially distanced into the studio and were able to um, produce people's music and stuff. And even like um, I've worked on two songs there recently. I released one back in March and I have another one coming out now in a couple of weeks time. And 
like I was able to do most of the, even with the songwriters I wrote it with and the producer, like I did most of the pre-production um, meeting on Facebook and just doing a video chat with the, with the group of people and then spending like three or four hours on, over one day going in and getting the, getting it recorded and then like a week later getting back the, the final mix of the whole song then as well. So the process, I find the process has been really good because sometimes yeah. It can be even it can be even difficult to do songwriting with other artists when let's say you might have like I would have worked with people before in songwriting and having to say book a room in Walton's music or something to meet up with with mm. two or three people to sit down and write a song yeah. or rehearse something. So the fact that you could um, you could turn on your computer or a laptop or a phone and and actually meet people um, virtually and actually practice a song or write a song or do up and um, it meant that you didn't have to go out and rent a room or yeah. or trying to meet people at a certain day and a certain time it was kind of like if pe people were all at home so you could pick an evening mm. that everybody was free and you could just do it that way so I, I found that enough that process an awful lot easier yes mm. that's great and uh you'll have to command command you on your um setup there like because it's really professional the, the equipment you use and the way you have it set up on facebook so well done with that oh yeah thanks yeah, yeah, brilliant. And we, like, so that leads me on nicely to the next question about your own songwriting. Um, where where did the story begin for you, Kate, with your songwriting? Yeah, so I mean, mainly, um, I'm just a lyricist, really. I mean, yeah. I started writing lyrics back when I was a teenager. I would have been writing, um, I don't know, third, fourth year in school. I started writing some lyrics, um, just about what was going on in life or the feelings or whatever, whatever it may be and stuff as well. So I think yeah. I've been writing lyrics for nearly more than more than half my life now at this stage. But I think over the last couple of years, I've been able to I've been able to sing melodies into my phone and stuff as well. So that's been and um, that's been really interesting. Maybe just having a good ear for music. So I've been lucky in that sense. I've been able to collaborate with some of the musicians that I. That I've become friends with over the years and stuff as well and I think the fact that artists had some free time over the COVID I was able to do um, some songwriting uh, with likes of Chili and Shoot and stuff as well so it was really good to just um, pick an afternoon or an evening and sit down for an hour or two and actually um, write up a song and stuff as well so it's been really really great and I was lucky enough then to release a song that myself and Gillian wrote and we got uh, Rachel Green to perform uh, the track for us. The song's called Without You. And um, yeah, the song is just about um, losing a loved one in life. And, and, you know, you listen to them very much and stuff like that as well. So, and it was really appropriate to put it out because of the whole COVID situation. And yeah, um, yeah. I know people lost um, family members and all sorts of stuff during during this pandemic and stuff as well so it was appropriate to get a song like that and um, put out there yeah that, that's great yeah thanks for sharing that so if you want to maybe send us a um a copy of it i can i can add it on to the podcast if you like you know for people to yeah listen that'd, to. that'd be great yeah 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 and have you written many songs yourself keith um i suppose you like you've always written have you always written music songs yeah well i probably have over I probably have over a hundred song lyrics there, yeah, but yeah. a lot of them wouldn't have music or melody, but I do, I definitely have um, probably half a dozen songs there written. Yeah. And some just need to be, um, 
some just need to be tidied up and get into the studio and record them. So, I mean, hopefully that's something I'm, I'm going to continue working on over the next yeah. coming month or, or year or two or so. Yeah, that's great. And just a question there about motivating to get you writing songs. Could you maybe uh, say what, what motivates you to, 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 to write the songs that you write, Key? Um, yeah, I suppose, um, I think you have to get into the, to get into the humor of it as well. I think it's yeah. not, it's not like if you sit at home, um, all day bored and do nothing, you, you mightn't come up with a song, but sometimes even if you're busy in work or you're, or you're out and about, sometimes ideas come into your head and you have to start singing them or writing them down and then you might come back to them later yeah. and get into them. And then other times I know myself or even musicians who, if you write songs, sometimes you can write a song in, in 20 minutes. You can just get into the humor yeah. of doing it. Yeah. And so it's just, I don't know, your brain just goes into a mode or something that you have to mm. uh, you have to go with when it when it does click and go, oh, I have an idea. And you might get into a verse and a chorus and you're like, mm. okay, I've got to finish this now. And that can motivate you to, to actually finish the song. Because an awful lot of people don't actually... Um, don't finish their songs they'll do mm. they'll do a verse or a chorus or whatever and yeah. then I'll, I'll come back to it or whatever but sometimes it's best to stay with it and, and, and get it finished even even if you have to um even if you don't like the song i think the main thing is to actually finish it because mm. um you know you might only have you might only have one in ten one out of ten songs that might actually be good so yeah you know yeah. you've got to you've got to write as much as you can and see um what the best song or songs that come out of your writing process i suppose then yeah that's a great that's great advice for the uh, listeners key thanks very much for that and uh, <clears throat> what 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 time do you kind of what 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 gives you the most inspiration like is it being out and about or what what, what do you find um your best time to get inspired to, to write write songs if that makes sense yeah i mean i think um, being out and about or maybe events that happen in your life I think as well or maybe stuff that happens in other people's lives mm. I know um, I know that I've you know as I said I, I, um, I've written a song about you know a loved one passing away I know um, I wrote a song or I have a song there that um, it's about a customer that used to come into a pub and I have um, you know I have other songs about you know, maybe someone you liked in your life, but they're not in your life anymore, but they're still alive. I have a, I have a song like that that I'm hoping to release um, maybe the, towards the end of next month as well. So um, it's just events and things that yeah. kind of happen in your life and stuff mm -hmm. as well. Even the COVID, I mean, I've written stuff about that as well. Yeah. I mean, that, that has definitely inspired people to, um, to write maybe like what's been going on over the last um, 15, 16 months and stuff as well. So that can... Yeah. That can make you um, yeah. inspired to write about yeah. it. Yeah, I agree with you 100% because I wrote one myself called um, Social Distancing Songs. So <laughs> I'm with you there completely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, like uh, maybe talk about your music managing as well. You, 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 you work around music managing. Do you want to talk a bit about that, Key? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I've i been um, I've been managing kind of singer songwriters and I, I was working with one or two bands and stuff in the past, I think. And um, even since the pandemic, I've kind of been working mainly with people doing their kind of PR. So, I mean, I've been um, helping a couple of artists getting their singles and stuff played on radio. So um, I've been working with um, with Hayley McKay, who's a country singer from, from England, who I met a couple of years ago when she was touring here in Ireland and stuff as well. So 
um, I got working with her um, when the pandemic be began actually and uh, I promoted a couple of her singles and a couple of radio stations have been playing her songs um, in Ireland and England and over in Australia and Canada and various stuff as well and then um, I've been doing stuff with Chris Short as well he actually um, last year he um, put out a single that the two uh, that he done with my lyrics so we co-wrote a song together and he's now just put out um, his own EP as well so I've been promoting some of the stuff I've been promoting some of the songs that he released over the last year that's that's on that EP now as well um, yeah so yeah I definitely I know a couple of people there that I've been working with and it's been really good as well I mean the feedback has been has been great mm. um, to get uh, their songs played on, on radio and stuff as well and especially as I said, especially the community radio stations are mm. are really really good as well. I've I've got some great connections with with, with those presenters and stuff as well because I know what it's like there from their side presenting, but I also know what it's like for them to take take it in the submissions as well because I, I do the same as well. So um, there's a really great community there of of radio presenters as well as the as well as the musicians that are working in the industry and stuff then as well. That's absolutely brilliant, Lee, because a lot of people like singers songwriters wouldn't have a clue where to start like if they've you know wrote songs for a couple of years and they, they, you know they there are barriers about not being able to put up on spotify so that's really really good how how would you recommend like for advice or for young people that have that have always written songs or anybody that's always written songs to start off how would they approach you like keith or um would you be open for any kind of submissions if that makes sense yeah, I mean, I am, I am definitely open to submissions. Um, I do have Keep with Lockdown Music Management Facebook page, so if anyone wanted to get in touch with me, okay. uh, wanted to send me some information or some music they wanted me to listen to out there, and I could go through it. And if there's any advice I could give, or if I if I really liked them and I wanted to try working with them or something as well, I I'd be open to it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's brilliant. That's really good. Yeah, no, thanks a million, Keith, Keith for coming on the podcast. No, it's great talking to you. Um, <clears throat> I might just ask you a couple of your favourites as well, because he always asks people to come on their favourites, you know. So starting off with music, um, what would your favourite band be or influence um, it, that you could put your finger on? I suppose, um, I suppose I'm a very 90s kind of person. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would have grown up listening to the Cars and Texas and Simply Red and the Cardigans, okay. Lighthouse Family, M People, all of those kind of bands and stuff as well. And yeah, you know, even some of them like Texas have recently put out a new album and stuff as well. So I'm really into that, which I yeah. think is um, it's great to see that some of this music is still very much alive mm. as well, which I think is just fantastic. Um, I know radio stations as well. I know they. They always play the old songs, but I, I kind of get more excited to hear the new songs because sometimes mm. you get you get fed up listening to yeah. <laughs> the same songs that, that are on radio every day sometimes. Although sometimes if you haven't listened to them in a while, you go, Oh, that's that's really cool to listen to. But sometimes every day you, you know you want Something you like new, a change yeah. of, of scene yeah. as well. So um yeah, it's great um when some of the some of your favorite artists they, they're they're still releasing music today as well. And it's it's interesting to see um, their songwriting process as well. And I don't think people understand that, mm. that they write about what's currently going on or, or yeah. what might be going on in their lives and stuff as well. So 
I think so I think bands and songwriters, I think they get better when they get older sometimes mm. as well. Yeah, exactly. And did you miss many gigs just over the last year and a half? Um to go to any gigs yourself? I I had booked three concert tickets before the pandemic and the Alicia Keys one that is now cancelled and I'm getting my money back. And I'm waiting for Texas and Simply Red, which are now supposed to be on in February 2022. But I haven't bought tickets for any concerts because I'm not buying any concert tickets until I know yeah. and see that live music is actually happening again. And it's been very awkward, even from the the music management side of things, because if I, because I like, um, I've been talking to even Hayley McKay and stuff over in England about like she'd like to come back to Ireland and do a tour again. And like I can't organize mm. anything until i see yeah. um i suppose i see a roadmap of, of music happening here in ireland and it's um it's certainly very tricky i know there's some pilot events that are going to be happening now in the summer and that's really good mm. um, but even like like i i hosted singer songwriter nights and stuff as well in in different pubs and cafes over the years and stuff as well and you know i feel that's like the last thing that might actually come back in the whole okay pandemic and um, because i see kind of the bigger concerts and the bigger artists are going to come back first yeah and it's very difficult for this as you say the singer songwriter um even ones that are starting out or or some people have been playing um for quite a number of years and stuff as well so it's very difficult for those that who are not going to set out a venue but would like to get a couple of their friends down to um a pub or a cafe or some venue um, with a couple of other artists and have a you know have a really great night mm. um or songwriter night and it can be really great because a lot of them do be a lot of a lot of them do be listening um listening events as well so i, I yeah. find that the audience very much um that go to these types of nights they they sit there and they be quiet and behave and they they appreciate the the music as well and i think as well that when an artist brings some of their friends down they also understand what their what the other artists on the, on on, the, on a particular night um, go through as well, and I, I find that even you know artists can sell CDs to each other, or yeah. you know friends of friends of one artist become friends with another artist that might play on the same night as well, and even the artists themselves do can exchange CDs with each other, or they sometimes they some of them meet up at the same. Because they're on the same bill as as the, uh, as the same particular singer songwriter night or open mic night as well, so mm. you know I think that's the thing we uh, that's the thing I miss the most. Me too. Yeah. Music yeah, you can't beat the open mics. They're great fun. Yeah, they're great fun. Yeah, yeah. But um, yes. Uh, what did you think of that um that that that, that platform, uh, Bandcamp, um, for anybody any listeners? Yeah, I think Bandcamp has been really good. I know they're giving the 100% of the revenue back to the artist if you buy on the first Friday of the month. So that's been really, really good. Um, I know there's this conflicting thing about, um, about Spotify and iTunes and Amazon and all them because you're only getting, I don't know, was it a quarter of a cent from Spotify or you know, point yeah. four, point zero zero four of a cent or whatever. iTunes. I've seen a graphic one time on social media about about all of them, um, platforms and stuff as well. So, I mean, even the biggest artists. I think even the likes of, you know, Taylor Swift or 
any of the art artists as well. Like they're not actually making a lot of money, even though they're getting thousands or millions <coughs> of streams, which is crazy. So they're not. Um, and I think the biggest problem with it is as well that like it, you you pay a tenner a month for to have your Spotify yeah. premium. And I know Katie Tunstall put up there last year that like I think it was. Uh, two quid of your 10 quid actually goes back to the artist. So the other eight quid seems to be going to the people that run Spotify. So mm. the money seems to be really badly managed big in time, that sense. Yeah. yeah, big time. Yeah, that, that's matter, right? Yeah, so so Bandcamp is, is really, would you recommend Bandcamp for people are listening? I, I certainly would, like, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, think, I think you have to, be, even despite all the negativity about the income level streams that artists are getting on the different ones, I still think that you need to be on all of them because you need to reach as many um, listeners or yeah. people that buy music as possible. Because even yeah. like, um, if you restrict yourself and tell people, oh, you can only get it on Bandcamp, mm. you know, it might not be everybody's thing. I mean, Bandcamp is an artist thing, but sometimes people that are not, music lovers will not maybe not go on to Bandcamp and they might want to only yeah. listen. Yeah. Um, but, but what I, I find know. is about Bandcamp, sorry, is um it's a bit easier for to put your stuff up on. Like, you know, I, I, I've tried Spotify before. Like, um, did you find, did, as, did you have, ever get that feedback yourself from artists been having trouble getting the stuff up on Spotify? Yeah, people have said that to me. They've had some trouble with it, or it might be delayed, or it might be late going up and stuff as well. I've been very lucky with it because I know, I know there's things like CD Baby, there's TuneCore, there's DistroKit, all these kind of um, distribution companies that if you sign up for an account with them, yeah. they'll um, they'll upload your music to all of the the sites, Spotify, Amazon. Okay. Uh, Deezer and all them etc as well and I was all, I'm also lucky because I have a friend um, who's from Donegal but she's based in America um, and she's an artist as well her name is Grace Day wow. and she actually got a job working in TuneCore so she's actually a technical person that works in TuneCore so I've been lucky to be in touch with her so when I had any problems getting the music onto TuneCore, she was able to um, check at her end to see that the music was was uploaded correctly and was being released on the date and time that I wanted it out and stuff as well. So if anyone's listening, that might be a handy contact to have if you check her out, Grace Day. Oh, um, she's a singer-songwriter singer and she also works in TuneCore. So if you were looking for information on getting, her, yeah. getting your music um, onto that and then to say it's on the stores then so i think you've got to give about a month before your release date to give it time and yeah. um, for, yeah. for all the checks to go through and stuff as well so mm -hmm. it's handy as well if, if you know someone that maybe works in some yeah. of these companies because i know people use uh distro kit and cd baby and stuff as well and then there's technical problems and they don't mm -hmm. they don't know someone to to call because then you're just you're emailing them or you're yeah you're emailing them back and you're waiting days to get back and stuff as well so um yeah grace is great so it's great to have someone yeah. to know you might you might send me the link or the the email address for or the the website for that that'd be brilliant i can share it on the show notes if you don't mind yeah absolutely yeah yeah great yeah that's brilliant the voice thanks key and um, do you have a favorite movie favorite favorite movie yourself 
do I have a favourite movie? I've watched. I'm not a big movie fan. Um, I've watched a few movies, but it's not some. I haven't. It's not something I like. I used to go to the cinema, cinema maybe once or twice a year. It wasn't something. Not something I'm a huge fan of. But I will say that I was. I'm really into kind of documentaries, and I know. Um, I went to the cinema a couple of years ago when the Senna movie came out, Ert and Senna, and I thought okay. that was fantastic. Yeah, I haven't um, seen that one. Um, and it was re- it's really great because the the whole film is the actual footage of, of him in, in, during his Formula One career and stuff as well. So it's edited really fantastically. Um, so you get to see um, him racing, all the interviews he's done. You get to see him. Um, you even get to see him in the... Um, when they had bar, they had uh, drivers meetings with the stewards before before races or before qualifying and stuff as well. And I know that he had Senna kind of had problems with the stewards and stuff about the rules and mm-hmm. um, and stuff as well. So it was really interesting to see the insight mm-hmm. into the into the Formula One world. And I know that um, you know he was up against Alan Prost for years and uh, fighting for the world title. And it was interesting to see that, like, you know, even the FIA and the stewards were kind of favouring Alan Prost because he was French, and you know, Ernst. Then it was this poor Brazilian guy. It's like, you know, if yeah. if he did something, if he did something wrong, it was like we're going to punish him. But if if Alan Prost did it, and they kind of let it go or whatever, so you get to see kind of this political. Mm. I got to see this political background that, yeah. that you see in sport. And I think there's political background in everything that we. That we do, and um, whether it's sport or music or or whatever it is, or even the COVID situation as well as you know, with people mm-hmm. protesting and and stuff then as well. Yeah, I must have checked it out. Thanks for that, Ducky. Yeah, and um, do you you read it yourself? Do you, do you read any books? Do you any books? Any of your favorite books? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not really um not really a book reader. I wouldn't um I wouldn't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily have um a favorite book. Oh, that's grand. Off hand, um, yeah. I think just the music just takes up most of my time. Yeah, oh, great. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant answer. Yeah, no, that's great, Keith. Thanks a million for coming on tonight to the podcast. Yeah, Mark, thanks for having us on. It was really great yeah. to talk to you. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you want to send me on that song, that'd be great. I can add on to the podcast and send me that link, that'd be brilliant as well. Yeah, I will do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so thanks a million, Keith, for coming on. You're very good. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Um, so thanks for listening to Mark's Motivational Podcast now with Keith McLaughlin. Talk to you real soon. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a million, Keith, for a great interview. Um, so I'm going to share one of the songs he wrote. Um, it's available on TuneCore.com uh, as well. I'm sure it's Spotify as well. It's, um, it's a song called Without You. It's performed by Rachel Green. It's a really good song. So thanks a million for sharing it with us tonight, Keith. Enjoy, everybody. Thank you. You lived a great life, but you were taken away a little soon How are we supposed to live when you're not around anymore? Our lives have changed forever We have to take on new things But you're forever in our hearts 
Now that you're gone, I'm still trying to get through Without you, without you You appeared in my dream Told me to look after everyone You said you're still here Even though I can't see you But you're here in spirit What's your secret? You're trying to tell us it's okay Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, that was Keith McLaughlin, everybody. So stay tuned for another podcast over the weekend. Um, I really hope, hope you have a great weekend. And thanks, for, thanks a million again for tuning in. Go on, all good. Song of all. Good night.